Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. It is a fun day because we get to go live with an audience at Faith Lutheran High School in Central Texas for the Texas Writers Roundup. It is so fun to get to do this again in person. Thanks, everybody. Well, joining us this morning, we have four wonderful authors. We have Ruth Meyer. Ruth, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. And we also have Christina Hergenrader. Christina, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And Sarah Boffman, welcome. Thank you. And Susan Malushka, welcome. Hello, glad to be here. It is so weird to get to do this live event. We're here in the studio. You are there with an audience. And uh, it's just, it's so exciting because we got to do this a couple of years ago. Last year was kind of a challenging year, um, but it's exciting to be back and hear about the Lutheran Writers, uh, Texas Writers Roundup at Faith Lutheran High School in Central Texas and to learn your stories about what it's like to be a writer. So let's start with Christina. Share with us current projects or books that you've written. Um, tell us about, let's see, I know last time we talked, I think we talked about Shine. You've also written Inspired by the Holy Spirit, Four Habits for Faithful Living. Uh, tell us about the, the books that you've written and what you're currently working on. Thanks. Yes. Uh, the book Inspired is a 28-day guide to life with the Holy Spirit, so four faithful habits. And I signed the contract for that book on March 1st of 2020. So you can imagine how my writing process for that was just needed a lot of Holy Spirit to write, um, write that during a pandemic. And the project I'm working on right now is a fiction book, which is my first love, but I'm also speaking a lot. We're just entering for women's retreat speaking season of spring and summer. So I'll be traveling around a lot speaking and, uh, also mom of four kids. So I teach at their high school. I'm teach senior theology and the name of the class is articulating your faith. And so I am busy with that. So that's what I'm working on right now, Andy. Tell us more about interacting with the students at the high school. Well, it's interesting. We have Lutheran South Academy in Friendswood. We have 800 students pre-K through 12th grade. I teach juniors and seniors and have a sub right now. So um, <laughs> I don't think they're listening because they're probably on their phones um, scrolling, which is what they're doing with the teachers away. It's great to teach that class. It's a class that is a offensive move for students. We have faith under fire. And then the second version of that they take senior year is articulating your faith. Students right now are discouraged because of there's been so much isolation. There's so much distraction. We even in Houston, Texas, um, have have a whole whole bunch of uh, terrible challenges that we're facing within our community, but also you know worldwide with uh, the the pandemic, and then also some of what's happening with the Christians as they're trying to understand more about their faith. So it's been a challenging year, but we're hopeful that as we get further into understanding the pandemic and how to react to it, that we'll have um, better success with that. You, I, I believe I heard that your book, Shine, has also made its way to the students at Faith Lutheran High School. Tell us about that. 
That's right. They are studying it right now. I wrote Shine because I have two daughters. My oldest daughter is 17. She's off to Concordia, Nebraska in a few months. And our other daughter is 14. And so up close, I've gotten to see the pressure that young women are under to be perfect. It's crazy how much pressure that everything needs to be exactly right. And so I wrote Shine as... A a message to young women that it's not their calling to compare their outside, their insides with the world's outsides. In other words, they see a lot of what the, you know, people put on social media, the impression they want the world to see. Um, Their peers are doing that all the time. Their teachers. It's a, I have two sons too. And I can tell you that young women especially are faced with this pressure that they should always be perfect. They should always accommodate. And so shine is a manifesto about what Jesus did on the cross means that you don't have to live to be perfect. Instead, you reflect God's love to other people. And that is what, and that is really what the life for a young teenager is like. Um, And so it's been great. And I'm so excited that they're reading it here at Faith Lutheran. We had, we released that at the National Youth Gathering. And thanks to LWML, we had over 250 copies sponsored. So I got the really fun um, project of giving away 250 copies at the National Youth Gathering. This summer, the National Youth Gathering will be in Houston, and we're super excited for that. And so I hope that these um, young women from Faith Lutheran will be there because we'll have a lot of events uh, celebrating some of what has gone on with Shine since it was released. Very good, very good. Let's uh, let's chat with Susan. Susan, you wrote uh, Watching Movies with Christian Eyes. Tell us about that and what you've been working on recently. Well, that was my first book. Um, It was a lot of fun because it was finding God in places that you don't normally look, like the movies. Um, Then watching movies with Christian Eyes 2, T-O-O, like they do in the movies, uh, that's the first one is set for adults. The watching movies 2 is set for teens and young adults because... Um, they face a lot of different issues than adults do. Uh, the adult book deals with creation versus creator, sacrifice, right to life, those kind of issues. But teens today have so many, have their own set of problems. And this takes different movies um, more that they're geared toward being interested in. And it focuses on issues they're going through, peer pressure, bullying, bullying. Uh, finding their life outside from under their parents' thumb and who they're going to be. And, and as they need to make those decisions now, um, this study just gives them things to think about and it gives them Bible verses to show them what God wants them to do in these situations. What was it that prompted you to, to write this, this sequel, if you will, uh, to watching movies with Christian eyes that, and, and specifically a, a book for teens? Well, I, I started the first one. Um, I took some theology classes uh, in college and I taught a Bible Sunday morning Bible study. And I did at, at that time to give you a time frame, the movie Avatar had just come out. <laughs> And uh, I found a study on the movie Avatar, and it was a 10-week study. You watch part of the movie, you do the Bible study. And my class loved it, except it was too long. And I thought, you know, it would be great if you could do one movie and one study. And I thought, I could do that. So I started writing. 
and um, had a lot of help uh, from my pastor and uh, a lot of encouragement from the from the adult members of my class. And it turned out to be so successful that I just had so much fun with it. Years later, I'm like, I want to do it again, but I don't want to do it the same. I want to reach a different audience. And I don't have a lot of experience with teens, but I have a daughter who's a seventh grade English teacher, and I have a brother-in-law who's a Lutheran Missouri Synod pastor, and <laughs> they were both instrumental in helping me uh you know, focus on teens and the teen problems and how to, how to talk to them in their language. Very good. Very good. Let's, uh, let's chat with Sarah for a little bit. Sarah, I believe it's been a while since we talked about A Flame in the Dark. Uh, tell us about this novel that you wrote and what you're working on currently. Sure. Well, um, Flame in the Dark takes place in Wittenberg and um, starts just after Luther posts the theses. Um, so I wanted to explore what life would have been like for the everyday people uh, during that time. Um, the project kind of expanded um, beyond like the sweet romance slash historical that I was aiming to write and um, dealt a lot more with community and um, how God works in the lives of his people. Um, and that's what I want to do with my writing um, in fiction to explore God's working in the lives of his people um, through story. And um, so actually I'm, I'm working on a sequel and I've also written, um, well, I've written one short story that I'm planning to make available through my website. And then also um, I'm working on another one that kind of focus on characters that were minor or non-existent in Flame in the Dark that, that will have a more prominent role in the sequel. Would you call a Flame in the Dark historical fiction? I think so. I mean, it's set in history, um, and the characters' lives are impacted by historical figures. Um, you know, some historical fiction will focus on real characters, or real people, I'm sorry, real people that lived during that time, and I do have those included, but I have fictional characters because um, there's a lot more room to play with them um, and you can kind of shape the paths and trajectories of their lives more than being locked into the events that happen. <laughs> very good. Very good. Let's chat with Ruth for a, bit, a little bit. Uh, Ruth Meyer, you've written Grace Alone and Our Faith from A to Z, both from Concordia Publishing House. And I know you've also followed up with some sequels to Grace Alone as well. Uh, tell us about these books and what you're currently working on. Yeah, so Our Faith from A to Z was my first one. It is a children's book. Um, I like to say it's the book that grows with you, though, because on the top of each page is a poem that's good for young kids and, you know, obviously working through the alphabet. And at the bottom of the page is more detailed explanation of those, um, which is great for older kids and even confirmation age, even adults. I learned stuff while I was writing it, so um, you're never too old to learn. And then Grace Alone is a book with a single mom named Grace. Hence, Grace Alone, the double meaning there. Um, and she's got four kids. And then the sequels to that book actually continue on like with her kids as they're growing up. I have total eight books planned for the series. 
So I'm halfway there. Um, I'm kind of stuck right now. I don't get writer's block, but my characters just stop talking to me. So <laughs> that's what is the situation right now with that. Uh, but in the meantime, I am actually working on a devotional book that is based on some of my past blog posts. I am hoping to have that ready by fall. Um, and I also have a children's book, hopefully, planned to come out next year. Um, another A to Z book, but a Christmas one. That sounds exciting. Looking forward to, to hearing more about that in the future. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back from that break, we're going to have a bit of a roundtable discussion and learn more about what it's like being a writer, what are the challenges you face, what inspires you, what, in, what uh, motivates you to write. We'll do all that in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. We are at the Faith Lutheran High School of Central Texas, Texas Writers Roundup on The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. We'll be back in just a moment. Church of the Week. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus tenderly invites his people to believe that God is our true Father and that we are his true children. Join us at Christ Lutheran Church in Marshfield, Wisconsin during the season of Lent as we go through each petition of the Lord's Prayer. We will joyfully discover how we can, with all boldness and confidence, go to God as dear children ask their dear Father. Learn more at ChristMarshfield.org. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're here. Now I'll turn on the right here. Welcome back, Sarah. Glad to have you in studio. Hope you have brought your ice skates to get to work today. Oh my goodness. That and was great. We are with friends in Texas at Faith Lutheran High School of Central Texas, talking with authors at the Texas Writers Roundup. We're having so much fun talking with Christina Hergenrader, Sarah Boffman, Susan Malushka, and Ruth Meyer, all wonderful Lutheran writers, and sharing their stories today. So let's get into our roundtable discussion, and you can decide there on site who gets to go first. Um, who 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 are your favorite authors? Who do you like to read? That's a good question. We're looking at each other here. <laughs> Wait, we, I guess we just like to read each other, and that's it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, personally, um, genre-wise, my favorite genre. This is Ruth, by the way. Uh, my favorite genre is mystery because that is something I cannot write. Um, I just do not have a mind for that. And so I love to read mystery books and try to figure it out by the end. And sometimes I do, but mostly I don't. Um, and so my favorite mystery author is Mary Higgins Clark. Um, she's my personal favorite, but that's my own favorite genre. Anybody else? I, I have lots of them. This is Susan. Um, I have lots of them. I read pretty much anything but history. I'm never a fan of history. I know you're supposed to be, but I'm not. So mystery, romance, horror, um, I love it all. Um, 
but uh, I got to say some of my favorite are the the tried and true, the biggies, C.L. Lewis and Max Licato. Those, I just, I can never read enough of those. This is Sarah. Um, I like Jane Austen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, also, one of, well, I like historical fiction, which is why I write it. And um, I also enjoy uh, Karen uh, Wittemeyer, I think is how you say her name. She writes like Texas um, 1800 stuff. Um, she has a really engaging style. I love young adult. I love books for teenagers. I'm fascinated by that that decade um, that most young adults are set in um, between the ages of 10 and 20 because I feel like so much of our identity is formed in those years. And I never tire of it. In fact, I find that when I've been kind of binging on young adult novels, when I have to return back to the adult world, uh, it's a bit disappointing because so much less um, formation of character happens in those stories than in those coming-of-age stories. So I can never get enough of young adult books. All right. The big question that most writers probably deal with at some point, how do you deal with writer's block? This this year, Sarah, this has been um, such a hard year for creativity. Actually, the last two years, I think the last time we were all together at the Writers Roundup was right before the pandemic. It's typically this same weekend. And so we're all looking at each other here at Faith Lutheran High School and saying, oh, we haven't seen each other since the world went crazy. Um, but I think that for, for me, and I'm sure the, this is Christina, the other authors as well, it's, it's been really hard to be creative because there's so much fear and also because it's, it feels like there's just so many limitations. It, it puts you off, off guard. Um, on guard. Um, but what I, what I found is, is that I've had to go back to the, the basics of how to be creative, and that's a lot of discipline. This last book, when I wrote Inspired by the Holy Spirit, I had to, it felt like I was typing with oven mitts on. Just <laughs> nothing came. And so I would have to put some circles on a piece of paper, and for every hundred words I wrote, I got to X out a circle until I got to a thousand words and then I could, you know, go, uh, go take 10 minutes off. And so the same things I use for my sixth grader to get through his, uh, pre-algebra, I was doing to get through a book. And that's, <laughs> that's my story of writer's block the last two years. It's been pretty brutal. Well, I, this is Ruth. I, um, mentioned earlier that I don't get writer's block. My characters stop talking to me. Um, and that's a nice <laughs> excuse. But anyway, I, my problem right now is that I write contemporary fiction in the solo series. And well, what is contemporary? COVID. But I don't want to write about COVID. And I know people don't want to read about COVID. But in my own mind, like that is reality. And how can I not write about it? So that I'm kind of stuck on that right now. So in, in that case, what I'm doing is working on a completely different genre and writing a devotional book. So that's why, that's how that evolved. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, this season, um, I, I gotta say, I'm in a totally different bracket. I feel like sometimes from the other ladies because studies are different than regular books. It's, it's just not, it's a whole different animal. But um, I, I would, every time I would write, I would start with prayer. And when I got stuck, I mean, I would write it down. Even if I don't like it, I would write it down. And then you wait and you go back. And eventually the thought comes to you and you're like, oh, that's good. And you start and you write it and you're like, 
go Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I meant to say. Right. Thank you. You know, it just, you got to let the spirit work. (laughs) All right. So next question is writing a full-time gig for you. Like, is this how you make a living or do you do it just for fun? How do you pay the bills? This is Sarah. May I go ahead? Right. Yeah. I don't pay the bills with my writing, (laughs) but, um, well, and to kind of tack on to the last one with writer's block, the last two years have actually been more productive for me because I, my job was cut, um, that I had previously working from home and about the same time our church posted a need for a receptionist. And so I like prayed about it and talked to my husband about it and applied and started working there. And everyone said, Oh, when you're not answering phones, when everything is finished, you can work on your writing. And I said, wow, thank you so much because I hadn't forced myself to carve out time at home to do it. And so I really feel like God said, okay, you're not doing it on your own. So I'm going to hold your hand. (laughs) And there you go. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that was a roundabout way to answer. No, my writing does not pay my bills, but <laughs> it's very dear to my heart. But anyway. you're able to write while you're paying your bills. Yes, so yes, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't think any of us exclusively <laughs> write. Christine has already said that she teaches. I teach. We have a we run a small uh, VRBO. We have a beach house in Galveston, and so I run that, and that's very fun. I uh, speaking. Pays the bills better than writing does, so uh, that's a big part of what I do, and and also I love I really really love teaching. I had been out of teaching for 15 years, and the opportunity to come back to the classroom has been my favorite thing in in a long time. It's just it's very very interesting to be that up close with teenagers again. So that's that's been not only helps pay the bills, but also definitely fuels my writing uh, with a response to what's going on with them. Um, this season, I, I have to say, I don't, I haven't really been writing anymore. When I was writing, it was almost to the point of an obsession. When I wake up, it's the first thing I think about. It's all I could think about all day was writing. And it's, I haven't had that since my third book. And I have to say, God's like, okay, you need, you need to take a break. And so I'm working two jobs now and, uh, I'm writing a blog, a weekly blog, um, which talks about things that I find or I have learned in my theology classes in college and, and going to Bible studies and whatnot that, that other people may not be aware of because like, like Ruth said, you can always learn more. And I've talked to people at the, at the bank, at the post office, and they, you know, they have no idea that a pastor has read an entire Bible. They just, that floored them. Methuselah was a real person. I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's people out there that are just so needing to hear some of this stuff. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm focusing on my blog right now because I have, you know, family health issues in, in my family and a new granddaughter. So I have, you know, other things to focus on right now. But and if God wants me to write another book, he will let me know. So. <laughs> I think all of us could say that we write for the love of writing rather than for the money. I know, especially with um, the books that I had self-published, I 
don't think I've actually earned any money on them. <laughs> By the time you pay for the editor and the cover design and all, you know, everything that goes into it, um, you're already in the hole starting out. As with any business, you know, you've got to invest something. Um, and so I don't think I've actually officially earned anything on a few of my books yet. And that's okay. I, you know, that's not the reason I write. I write because I love it and I hope that people get something out of the message. We have just a little over a minute left, so this is going to be a rapid-fire last question. What lightning is, round. <laughs> lightning round. What is your uh, a, a top most advice for new writers? Read. Yes. Yeah, I can agree to that. <laughs> read, read, read. It's, it's so important, and hopefully not dying out. Yeah. Go, to, uh, go to school, take some classes, and don't give up. I would say to write every day, like at least five minutes, even if you can't in any other time. Just write. <laughs> yes, it will be difficult, but um, yeah, like Sarah said, at least five minutes and then it's usually that turns into 10 and, and then you start to see some progress or the, the way the Holy Spirit's finishing um, what your thought was and then, then you're part of the process that's really, really exciting and then you can't stop. Well, thank you to all of our writers at the Texas Writers Roundup today and to the wonderful audience as well. Christina Hergenrader, author of Shine. Christina, thanks so much for being our guest. Thank you. And Sarah Boffman, author of A Flame in the Dark, a novel about Luther's Reformation. Sarah, thanks so much. Thank you. And Susan Malushka, author of Watching Movies with Christian Eyes and Christian Eyes 2. Susan, thanks so much. Thank you. And Ruth Meyer, author of Grace Alone and Our Faith from A to Z. Thanks so much, Ruth. And thanks for organizing all this for us today as well. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Sarah. And thanks, Pastor Apple, for running the board for us there. <laughs> God's blessings on the rest of the Writers Roundup today. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs> The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Don't, 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 don't.